What's good, everybody? This your boy, the Kingpin. Welcome to another episode of the Kingpin Talks Podcast. Uh, just want to say that I missed you all. Um, I hope that everybody's having a good year so far, despite the COVID and the deaths and just the craziness that's going on. Um, just pray that everybody's being safe out here, staying healthy, not only physically, but mentally. And um, just being warm out here because I'm telling you, I was at work yesterday and it was, it was cold out there, man. It was like 19 degrees. It was snowing. Like, I'm just so glad that I'm off today. And for the people that's not off today, um, just stay warm, stay safe. Uh, I love you all. Uh, like I said, I missed you all. I know it's been a while since I've been on here to, you know, give y'all some content. Um, that's definitely going to increase. Just know that um, I got some things in the works, me and my partners. We're working on some things right now, and I know it's going to take a little bit of time, you know, to get it up. But, you know, profession takes time. Profession takes time. We know that Rome was not built in one day. So just know that um, these in and out absences, they're not for nothing. Like they they really for a purpose. I'm working on something big. You know, me and my partners working on something real, real big. Uh, recently came out with uh episode called Fatherless Homes. If y'all haven't had a chance so far, go ahead and check that out. Um, some really good stuff was said, some you know, great advice, um, pretty good backstory uh, from you know me, um Nathan Butler Jr. and Arikion Johnson. We was able to come together and talk about, you know, the dangers of not having fathers in homes and still being able to um, overcome all of that. So, um, like I said, if y'all haven't had the chance to go listen to that episode, please do so. Um, it really, it really bless you and um, so forth. So to really get into what I wanted to talk about on today, um, go to State Wars for Draymond Green basically came out and put the NBA on blast for having a double standard um, between players and the organization and also fans. And um, I have to say, I based on what he said, I agree with him a thousand percent because there, there has been a double standard going on in the league for some time now. Like this is nothing new. This isn't anything that we haven't seen before. It's just now uh, with him coming out and basically saying what he said, he brought a light to an issue that should have been handled a long time ago. But I believe that because of the certain mindsets of the of of the owners and things of that nature, I don't see no change happening anytime soon. I mean, I really don't. That's just my personal opinion. But to really get into the comments that he said, um, he started off at a post-game conference, I believe. Um, the quote said, I would like to talk about something that's really been bothering me, Green said, after the Warriors' 129-98 to win. And it's the treatment of the players in this league to watch Andre Drummond before the game, sit on the sidelines, then go to the back and come out in street clothes because a team is going to trade him is BS. Now we all know what BS is. We all we are all adults, but because this is a PG oriented um podcast, I want to keep that PG. 
um basically what he was talking about was the treatment that um the the cleveland cavaliers uh has been given to andre drummond um to me personally i feel like there's no animosity there i believe that you know the the cavaliers organization basically you know wants to keep their trade piece or trade bait uh healthy because you know andre drummond he's been a guy that can put up consistently you know consistent double doubles i'm talking about like a 20 point uh 15 rebound a game person um he he can do that for you he's always done that throughout his whole career and i believe is nine years yeah in his nine year career he's he's basically been a double double machine um basically now the cleveland uh cavaliers organization has told draymond green that you know just to basically don't play um they they've basically shut him down until they're able to trade him and to find a trade package for him to move him out. Um, personally, I mean, there's two sides to that coin because I feel like one, um, on a player standpoint, okay, if you're looking to trade me, that means I have to show myself to be a worthy trade piece. In order for me to do that, I have to play um, and showcase my skills so that I can, you know, uh, display what I can do for, you know, potential contender um, or any team that you're looking to trade me to. Um, from an organization standpoint, I mean, I, I mean, I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to keep him healthy, you know, trying to um, make sure that he does not get injured because any injury that would cause them to get back less than what they're asking for. So it's both sides to that coin. Um, to me personally, I see both sides. I don't see one side over the other, but you know, it's, it's always two, two sides to a coin. So to just, um, go into what, you know, Draymond Green was talking about, he said, because when James Harden asked for a trade and essentially dogged it, no one's going to fight back that James was dogging it his last days in Houston but he was castrated for one to go to a different team. Everybody destroyed that man. And yet a team can come out and say, oh, we want to trade a guy. And then that guy has to go sit. And if he doesn't stay professional, then he's a cancer. And he's not good in someone's locker room. And he's the issue. Facts. Facts. And one thing about Draymond Green, I've always loved about him, is how unfiltered he is. Like, he's not afraid to tell you how he feels. Like, he's that blunt. You know what I'm saying? As a player, it took me a while to become a fan of his because I just felt I just felt like, you know, he was he would just do stuff that get on people's nerves. But over time, you know, I begin to respect him. And I respect him now because he's not afraid to tell you how you he's not afraid to tell you how he feels. I mean, that's basically, that's basically what it is. I mean, he's absolutely right. James Harden, you know, we all know James Harden is one of the most lethal scores, if not the most lethal score this game has ever seen. Um, He's right up there with Kobe. Uh, He's right up there with Kobe, Jordan, um, them, them guys that can just put up buckets every night. I mean, we just saw him um, last night uh, counterpart the Brooklyn Nets 
back from, you know, being down 24 points um, in their win versus the Phoenix Suns on last night. So, and in a given night, James Harden can give you 30, 40, even 50. Like, he's been that type of player, he's, you know, for the past, you know, few years. We didn't see any of that um, in OKC because we knew he was playing Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant, you know, things of that nature. So, when he came to Houston, he was like, he, he's been the main guy. And so... We know, like I said, in and out. I mean, game, game, you know, night in, night out, James Harden can put up some points in a hurry. And he can really, you know, he can really hurt you, you know, on, on the on the offensive end. And um, you know, James Harden, he was he was he was upset, you know, at the progress that the team that the Houston Rockets organization was making. You know, last year they went small. Um I said from jump that was not going to work in the playoffs, and that really showed when they went up against the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, even before that, they went seven games against the Thunder. Um, they was, like, really close to losing that series. Um, but I said to myself, okay, when they go you play the Lakers, you know, that's when they're going to lose because I just felt like they was too small. Um, you know, especially in the paint, they were just too small. So uh, they ended up losing in five games. Um, over the offseason, you know, things begin to come out that um him and Russell uh, him and Russell Westbrook wasn't really on the same page. Um some you know chaos going on and stuff like that. And eventually the um Houston Rockets traded Russell Westbrook to the Washington Wizards for John Wall. And um you know, the team, you know, they, you know, they went out and got, you know, Boogie Cousins, they got Christian Wood, you know, they kept Eric Gordon, they kept Daniel House. I mean, they kept some really good pieces. Um, but it's like James Harden just wanted out. He he wanted out. Um basically because he felt like the team, the organization wasn't doing enough for him to um to win. So um he wanted out. He wanted a trade and as you see on, you know, Undisputed, First Take, The Jump, certain shows like that. I mean, that man was getting castrated. That man was getting, like, dogged out. Like, oh, my God, he's a cancer. Um, He don't want it. Look look at his weight. Like, he, like he don't put on a few pounds. Like, you see, you, see the, you see these type of labels that they put on this guy because he wanted out. Oh, he's not a good, you know, he's not a good leader. Um. He he's not willing to put up put in the work, and I'm saying to myself, what was all of this when he was playing good? Where was all this castration when he was putting up these points, getting these team, getting getting the Rockets to the playoffs year in and year out? Like where was this at? All I was hearing was oh MVP, uh, the best scorer in the league, um, one of the best scores that this game has ever seen outside of Kobe and Jordan. Where was all this when he won a trade? But my thing is, you can't. Okay, I understand that there's a professional way for you to ask for a trade or want out, and I truly understand that the things that he was doing to get traded wasn't really professional. You know, you going out to clubs, you ain't no mask, especially COVID. Like you ain't no mask, um. And stuff of that nature, you just you know lounging or whatever. Now, I get it from a player standpoint. You gotta be professional, but 
if a player wants out, I feel like he shouldn't he shouldn't be castrated for. It. He shouldn't be he shouldn't get frowned upon because he he wants to be traded. I mean, we've seen it all over the years, you know, players they stay with a team for nine, ten years. I mean, look at LeBron James. Stayed with the team. He was drafted number one in 2003. Um, came out the gates, you know, clearly showing that he had the potential to be one of the greatest, if not the greatest player ever. Um, give his life, his soul, his, you know, his his time to a team, to, you know, weak, you know, Cleveland Cavaliers team. Um, basically drew up the team to a finals and got swept, you know, even though people try to hang that over him. I'm not going to hang that over him. I mean, look at look at the roster he had. There was no way in the world he was going to win that roster. And people want to say, oh, well, they they won. He won 62 games. He won 60-some games with that roster. Like, that don't matter. It don't matter. So we seen him drag a team. And then when he chose to go to Miami with – um, with Wade, with Dwayne Wade and quit and Chris Bosh, everybody, everybody jumped on them. Oh, they ruining the lead. Oh my God, they're villains. Like we can't, we can't stand, we can't put up with this. This has been going on for a long time. This isn't anything new. This is not anything that we have not seen before. Look at the big three in Boston. Everybody praised Danny Ainge when he made that trade. Oh, he's such a genius. Oh, my God. Like, this is one of the best trades ever. It's like the owners get appreciation, but the players get castration. Like, that's not fair. It's not fair to me. I get it. I understand it. A contract's a contract. You got to play by the contract. But when that contract is over with and you get to become a free agent, you basically go wherever you want. I mean, they can't boo you then, but we see some fans, and even the fans, like how can you boo a player when they choose to leave? They under their contract. They played their country. Ain't like they came out, you know, ain't like some of them came out and just, you know, well, I'm not going to play. Like they played. They played their contract. They under their contract, just like the job. A job gives you a certain contract that you have to abide by, and once that contract over with, you can leave. So I just had to share my personal feelings on that one. But like I said, Draymond Green is absolutely right. He's absolutely right. Everybody dogged out James Harden. Everybody dogged out LeBron James. Everybody dogged out Kevin Durant. But these owners come out here and say, oh, we're going to trade this guy just to save money. We're going to trade this guy to get him out the locker room. They get praised for it. And that that needs to change. And to me personally, like I said, that's not gonna change. Cause the players have their own they own mindset and the owners have their own mindset. So it's it's sad. So going on with the quotes that you know he was saying that Draymond Green was saying, he said, and we're seeing situations of Harrison Barnes getting pulled off the bench, Green said, or Demarcus Cousins find out he's getting traded in the interview after the all-star game, and we continue to let this happen. But I got fined for stating my opinion on what I thought should happen with another player. But teams can come out and continue to say, oh, we're trading guys. We're not playing you. And yet, we're to stay professional. At some point, as players, we need to be traded with the same, we need to be treated with the same respect and have the same rights that the team can have. Because as a player, you're the worst person in the world when you want a different situation. But a team can say, 
that they're trading you. And that man is to stay in shape. He is to stay professional. And if not, his career is on the line. At some point, this league has to protect the players from embarrassment like that. Going back to what he said about Harrison Barnes, I remember that night very clearly. Harrison Barnes was a member of the Dallas Mavericks. Played that same night. On that same night, he got traded to the Sacramento Kings. And y'all let this man play. I'm like, this man had to find out after the game. Like, at halftime, at halftime, this man knew he got traded. But he's still out there playing. Like, come on, man. You can't do that. Like, I mean, I, I just, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Like I said, I remember that night very clearly. That was crazy. That was crazy, man. He said, Draymond Green said, but I got fine for stating my opinion on what I thought should happen with another player, but teams can come out and continue to say, oh, we're trading guys. We're not playing you, and yet we're to stay professional. Now, on that one, Draymond, like, I don't – I can't roll with you on that one, man, because you can't come out and, and you know, say that another player needs to get up out of town. Like, I feel like that's up to that player to, you know, dictate that type of decision. So, on that one, Draymond, I'm going to have to – I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to step back from you, man. But everything else, man, he's been on point pretty much. He said at some point, as players, we need to be treated with the same respect and have the same rights that the team can have. I mean, I agree with that. I mean, even though um the you know organization uh pretty much owns the players that they're you know they've signed under their or and of their organization or their team or whatever. Um, I feel like that should be mutual. And you do have some players out there that do have that type of pull to um dictate what the organization do. LeBron James, um, maybe Kevin Durant. It, but it's 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 been players far in between that that had that type of pull. Um, but it do needs to be mutual respect. It needs to be mutual respect all across the board. Because you can't get mad at a player for doing the same thing that the organization does. Like the organization come out and say, "Oh, we're we're trading you. We don't we don't want to play you." Like, and then get mad at the player for being like, "Well, I'm not playing. I want to be traded." Like, if a player want to be traded, just trade him. Trade him. Either trade him or send him or release him or send him home and keep paying him. Because either way it goes, he's going to get paid. He's going to get paid. And I feel like that's where certain people are coming from that's not really grasping this double standard um, concept that, hey, Andre Drummond is still getting paid. Hey, Harrison Barnes was still getting paid or DeBarcus Cousins was still getting paid. Like, that doesn't matter. I mean, at the end of the day, that that really doesn't matter. Um, Green also said, because as a player, you're the worst person in the world when you want a different situation. I mean, it's hard to argue against that. You're the best player. You're the worst when you want to leave, but you're the best, you're the best when you stay. I mean, when LeBron left Cleveland for the first time, they burnt his jersey. I mean, the owner pretty much came out and said, I will win a ring 
before you, which did not happen <laughs> because like two years later, LeBron captured his first championship. Um, but that's that's besides the point. Um, fans came out and booed him. You know, Queen James. You know, just 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 straight disrespecting the man. And it's like this man was a free agent. He gave y'all seven, eight years of greatness, and this how y'all treat him. I mean, it's just it's just crazy. Like it just and and that's my thing with the with the fans too. Like just because a player wants out doesn't mean that you can just disrespect the man. Like I get it, y'all want to troll or whatnot. We know what type of type of you know generation that we're in. You know, trolling is just just a thing. Social media is just a thing. Like you know, we have to make a big deal about social media, but. At the same time, that respect level has to be there. It has to be some type of respect. Um, look at Kevin Durant. When Kevin Durant chose to leave, um, he got booed. You know, he got he got castrated. And it's like at the I mean, just just to share my personal, I mean, my personal feelings about it. Even though I didn't I did not like where he went, I mean, I get it. You're a free agent. You get, you know, you can choose where you want to go, but to just go to a team that beat you and go to an already loaded team, like I ain't, I ain't, I ain't agree. I ain't agree with that. But at the same time, he was a free agent. I mean, he chose where he wanted to go, and he wanted to go to the water. So I can't really be completely mad at him. I'm still gonna be a little mad at him. <laughs> but that's besides the point too. But um. Yeah, I mean, he, he even got booed by OKC. And I'm like, I mean, this man gave y'all so many years of greatness. Um, Made to the finals once. Almost made to the finals again. And it's like, y'all booed this man because he left? Like, he under his contract. You can't be mad at that man. So, it's been certain situations where it's like the same thing that the owners do. The players get get you know, they get castrated for, and it's like that, that, that respect, that respect level really has to change. It really has to change. Um, He said, Draymond going into the quotes, we talk all of this stuff about you can't do this. You can't say this publicly. If you say that publicly, Anthony Davis got fined. I think a hundred thousand dollars or something like that for the man to trade, but you can say Andre Drum is getting traded publicly, and we're looking to trade him publicly, and he's to stay professional and just deal with it. Yeah, I mean on that on that part, it's hard when you know that the organization want to get rid of you. I mean, it's hard. It's it's really hard to be professional because some of these players that get traded, they got families. You know, they got their kids and stuff like that that they got to take out of school. And I feel like there has to be a change of communication. There has to be a better sense of communication from the owner's standpoint, basically because, like I said, these players got kids, they got families, that they just have to all of a sudden uproot because you want to get traded. Um, You want to trade this man. Um, I've heard stories that uh, – these, some of these players was at a gas station and somebody ran up to them and said, hey, man, you got traded. You know, I've heard stories where they, the players have went into the 
owner's room and said, you know, one day they wasn't going to get traded. They was going to stay. And then next day I got, they got traded. So I feel like there should be at least um, some type of advanced communications to say, okay, we, we're looking to get ready. We're looking to trade you. We wanted to give you an advance notice so that, you know, you can make your necessary moves, you know, you can um, begin to, you know, seek out your options or whatnot because it's just hard. I mean, it's hard. I know these players getting paid millions of dollars and they're, they could easily find better situations elsewhere and stuff of that nature, but I just feel like there has to be um, – it has to be better communication. I mean, it's, it's showing, it's really showing a lack of communication um, across the board. And one thing that I wanted to point out was, is that it's really, it was really a lack of communication with this season because it was told um, even the see even before the season even started, because it was just a such a quick turnaround, like the quickest turnaround in NBA history. Oh, there was going to be a 72 game series and no all-star and no all-star game. Now we're hearing that there's going to be an all-star game. So the week that, you know, we that the players expected to have off, they don't even have that off anymore. And LeBron James pretty much shared his complaints about that. You know what I'm saying? Like he was saying that, you know, he he's not really mentally in it, but you know, he's going to do it because one thing about LeBron, he's not going to cheat the fans. Like he's never cheated the fans. And he's not gonna cheat the fans. He'll never cheat the fans. And so, um, yeah, he has to be better communication all across the board. Um, anything will be fits with communication. It comes by communication. Um, it's like a relationship, marriage, friendship, uh, employee to employee relationship, like any type of relationship. Communication is the key, and it has to be a solid communication standard. That hey, if something's gonna happen, I'm gonna let you know beforehand. Not the day of, not the day before, not the day after. You know what I'm saying? So it has to be. Yeah, it just has to be. Um, it has to be communication across the board. Uh, we see a similar situation now with you know, G, um, with Blake Griffin, the Detroit Pistons four, um, basically saying, hey, you know, we're looking to trade you. You ain't got to play no more. So I'm like, if the player is healthy and you're looking to trade him and get a decent trade package, let him play. I mean, let him play. He's healthy. You know, uh, the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, say, hey, you know, if you're healthy, I want you to play. You know, I want you to play if you're healthy. And we're seeing now that players can be healthy and because the owners want to trade trade them, they, they're in street clothes. They don't have to play. So, like I said, it has to be built communication all across the board. Um, Draymond Green going and said, he said, and then when Kyrie Irving says, oh, my mental health is off, everybody go crazy about that too. Do you not think that affects someone mentally as much as we put into this game to be great, to come out here and to be in shape, to produce for fans every single night, and most importantly, to help your team win? Do you think that doesn't? affect someone's affect someone mentally absolutely absolutely i mean we 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 as fans we sometimes believe that players just because you know they go out there and they gain these millions and dollars they just robots like they're not humans either like players are humans too like they have feelings just like 
you know, fans. They have feelings just like the rest of us. I mean, they have emotions too. I mean, just go back a couple of weeks ago when, you know, the Lakers was playing in Atlanta against the Hawks and the it was a hair clot there and they just got into it. They just expect these players to just go out there and shut up and dribble. Like, no, they're they're not gonna do that. We see players now in this speak up movement, you know, it's really it's really been popping off in the past few years, and I feel like it's just it's going to increase. This is just the beginning. And um, you know, we have to realize that the players are humans as well. Uh we they're they the same respect that we expect from them, we have to give them that same respect. I mean, it has to be respect across the board. It has to be mutual. You give, you get what you give. You know, you get what you give. So you give out negativity, you're going to get back negativity. You give out positively, positive going to come back to you. I mean, it has nothing to do with karma. I mean, it has something to do with karma. But, you know, at the end of the day, life don't have to dictate our decisions. We do. That's why God gave us a mind to think for ourselves. Um, he continues to say, as players, we're told to, ah, uh, you know, you can't say that. You can't say this. But teams can. It goes along the same lines of when everyone, it, when everyone wants to say, oh, man, that young guy can't figure it out. But no one wants to say that organization can't figure it out. At some point, the players must be respected in these situations, and it's ridiculous. I'm sick of seeing it. Y'all have a great night. I see y'all Tuesday or Wednesday. That's why I said, man, I love Draymond Green, man. I, I love that guy. I love the fact that he's, you know, he's not afraid to tell you how you how he feels, man. Like, and we see, and we see a lack of that nowadays. Like, people want to be fake, you know. People want to be counterfeits and stuff like that. No, just tell people how you feel. I'm gonna tell y'all something personally. If any, if anybody has taught me to tell them how I feel is my wife. Because marriage, you have to tell that person how you feel. I mean, of all the relationships around the world, marriages, you have to tell your spouse how you feel. Like, you can't hold it in. You can't try to beat around the bush. None of that. Just tell people how you feel. If they, if they get upset about it, okay, tell break. But at the end of the day, as long as your conscience is clear, that's all that matters. So it just tell people how you feel. Be real. Just be real with folks. And I feel like in this particular situation, Draymond Green was real. And he pointed out some great points. He was rightfully just in calling out the NBA about this because, like I said, if a player is healthy to play, play them. Don't sit them out. I mean, some you, you may never know. There might be an Andre Drummond fan out there. There may be a Harrison Barnes fan out there. There might be a great a Blake Griffin fan out there somewhere. That wants to come. That wants to, well, you can't come to the games now because of COVID. But they want to see that particular player play. And you're just going to send them on the bench for what? If you're trying to get a good trade value, a trade asset for him, play him. And I'm not saying just go out there and, tr and treat him like, you know, like, like, like live cows or anything like that. But I'm just saying, you know, if he's healthy, play him. Just just play him. Don't don't sit him just to save yourself. And like I said, I get it. You want to keep him healthy. But there's a way of doing that. I feel like that communication was already presented in a professional way beforehand. 
it wouldn't be no issue. And, you know, according to where I've been here, there's no animosity with Andre Drummond and towards the Cleveland Cavaliers organization. You know, he's clearly taking what they're saying with all understanding, you know, with all humbleness. And, you know, he's going to abide by what they tell him to do. Because I feel like, you know, at this point of his career, he really wants to um, he really wants to go to a contender. And so does Blake Griffin. They really want to go to contenders. And and so, um, yeah, I just wanted to come on here and just, you know, discuss that um, with you guys, it, you know, and I hope that you all uh, will stay glued to this channel, stay glued to this podcast, because like I said, we're up to something big, um, up to something great in this um, particular podcast. So for me to you, I have a uh, wonderful day and we shall um, resume this soon. Love you guys. Like I said in the beginning, stay safe, stay blessed, stay humble, stay great. Because contrary to popular demand and what society try to label you as, you're great. You are great. Each and every one of you are great. Each and every one of you are important in your life. That's why God gave you breath. He gave you life on this morning. So go be great. Command your day to be great. Command you to be great. Because you have that choice, nobody else. So I'm just going to cut off right here. And um, stay warm out there. And um, I'll see y'all soon. Peace.